Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen. I'm a productivity speaker, author, and classroom teacher. Here at Virtual School Assembly, I interview Hollywood celebrities, professional athletes, Olympians, speakers, and educators who share messages of inspiration, education, and hope to better prepare you for an ever-changing and uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome back to Virtual School Assembly. Uh, today, our guest is Labelle Nembangi. LaBelle is an author, a speaker, and a college readiness coach. Her first book is called Women Who Saw. It's a women's empowerment book, and that's what she often speaks about as she goes around to different groups. Uh, she also is a college readiness coach, helping prepare youth to transition into college, and she works in a nonprofit uh, doing that work. A lot of cool stuff going on here. LaBelle, we're so pleased to have you on the show. Let me hand you the virtual microphone so you can tell us about how you dust off the labels. Good morning, I'm Rabdel Nambangi. My purpose and mission is to empower women, girls, and youth to always believe in their abilities despite adversity. I've not always believed in my abilities and it caused me much pain. This morning, I'm here to talk to you all about the power of dusting off the labels. I was nine when my elementary principal called me a numbskull. He had asked me to do something which I did incorrectly. I remember running up to him with my skinny little legs and a huge smile on my face to show him what I had done. But instead, he looked at me funny and said, beautiful for nothing. Now in Cameroon, my country of birth, the phrase beautiful for nothing is equivalent to calling someone an airhead. When he said that to me, I immediately felt inadequate. I started to doubt my every move from that point onward, and my academic performance started to suffer. The next time I was called a beautiful for nothing, I was a student at a distinguished girls' boarding school. As an average student, I was asked to do over the eighth grade. During the academic evaluations, one of the teachers asked me, Nambengi, how do you intend to get to college if you cannot make it through the eighth grade successfully? Judging from your performance, you're going to do over everything in life, he declared. Instantly, I felt chills down my spine. I felt as though he put a hex on me. I was mortified. Another teacher then looked at me and said, I really don't know what you're good at. Beautiful for nothing. I stepped out of that hall, bawling my eyes out. I started to believe I didn't have any skills or talent or that I wasn't cut out for school. The feeling of being inadequate stayed with me right up onto college. The one thing I never did despite my academic struggles was to give up on learning. And I eventually got to learn a powerful principle from the book, Now Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham and Donald Clifton. I learned that everybody, you and me included, is born with a special skill or talent that we are each capable of becoming all we can be and perform better than 10,000 other people if we utilize our talents. But here's the deal. We can only develop the talents we have and not the one we want. The issue is, most of us today are caught up in the world of social media. We try to become everything and do everything and this prevents us from being our authentic selves. In other cases, we abandon our own skills 
as we try to develop the skills society describes as superior. I can attest to that. In my high school, the naturally gifted science students were considered smart and intelligent. They were awarded the best prizes. They were loved and adored by the teachers and students. This made the non-science students to feel out of place. So after being called an airhead for the second time, I was determined to become like one of the science students. But regardless of how hard I studied, I could never perform the same in science like the regular science students. I didn't understand why, but I eventually got to learn the reason. Like most people, I have my own talent. And my talent is not in science, and that's okay because we all have different skills. The author John Maxwell explains this phenomenon better. He explains that people are capable of improving their natural ability in an area by two points on a scale of one to 10. So let's say your natural ability in math right now or in science is at a two. With hard work, you can increase the two to a four or even a five if you believe in your abilities to do so. But let's say your natural talent in English language or in, in arts is at a seven. With hard work, you can raise it up to a nine or even a 10. This simply means you're more naturally talented in English than in mathematics. You're more naturally talented in arts than in science. And this is applicable to me who's been called an airhead and you who's been called a failure. When I got to learn all of this, I realized where I went wrong from age nine. I let the opinion of others define me as I held on to negative words. So I decided then it was time for me to use one of my talents, which was to become a writer. But first, I had to dust off the negative labels by using positive affirmation on myself every day. I had to build up my mental faculties. I published my first book in 2018. At the moment, I'm working on two other books and I no longer make space in my life for negative words and neither should you. So yeah, five lessons I will leave with you this morning. Number one, dust off the negative labels. It's not what you're called that matters, but what you answer to. Say this to yourself every day. I am smart. I am intelligent. I am worthy of great things. You build your self-confidence that way. Number two, find your strengths and talents and use them. If you have no idea what your strengths are, ask your teachers, they will help you. Number three, create goals and stay focused. I have learned not everyone will support you and not everyone will believe in your dreams. And that is okay. Learn to ignore the naysayers. I remember one time in high school when I told a teacher I would love to become a writer. He laughed and said, a writer? But you are a girl. That negative response discouraged me and I put off that dream for many years. Never let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do based on your gender. Never let anyone place limitations on you regardless of who that person is. Create goals and stay focused. Number four. No person's skill or talent is superior to yours. Remember that. It doesn't matter how much money they make, how cool their talent look. You can always make your talent to look cool. Use your skills and talents to the best of your abilities and you'll find fulfillment. 
Number five, work with others. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. It simply means, in whatever goals you set for yourself, never work on them alone. Reach out to a person who's already traveled the path you're about to embark upon to become your mentor. For instance, if you want to become a teacher, reach out to a licensed educator to become your mentor. Remember, no man is an island, and we accomplish much more when we work with others. Believe you me, when you start to do these things, you start to achieve success in life and in school. And in the words of Dan Sneaker, if you want to achieve success, you have to create higher standards for yourself. The standards you create for yourself has to be higher than the ones others create for you. Because in the end, you have to live with yourself and judge yourself and feel good about yourself. And the best way to do that is to live up to your highest potentials. So go ahead, dust off the negative labels, use your talents, believe in your abilities, and keep on keeping on. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Lavelle. Now, I, I love this message. I love this whole idea of dusting off the negative labels. And in your example, it was someone that came to you and, and, and called you an airhead, essentially. Um, yes. But for a lot of kids, I think this, the struggle is they're putting labels on themselves. They have a negative self-talk. They think that they're incapable. And so even without other people giving them labels, they're labeling themselves. What's your advice to those kids who you know, are putting those negative labels on themselves? Well, um with my own experience from the age of nine, I realized that comes from somewhere. And even if it's something internal, you've got to work with it. That's why there's, there's power in using those positive affirmations. So if you say to yourself every day something different to counter what you're thinking, it starts to help you. So what I did was, even at the, when I started grad school, I had to remind myself, I put little sticker notes on, on my dressing table, everywhere I could see in the mirror. So the things I was thinking about negatively, I saw a positive way of doing it. And then at the end of every day, I wrote down five things I accomplished, which I thought was positive. It didn't matter how small the world, but it was helping me to build up my own self-esteem. That's great. I know a lot of kids struggle with this idea of affirmations and even of goal setting because they, they feel like it's either silly or it's something out of their reach. But I think having post-it notes and, and putting reminders, even writing in a journal, this is what I want to accomplish and visualizing that, that's something all people can do. And it's what almost all successful people do. And sure. that's really good advice. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, your fifth point about working with others I love that. I, w I was thinking about that as you talked about that. And I was just thinking I was in a race um, just a little while ago. It was a 50 mile road race. Okay. And I usually run by myself. And so you okay. mentioned if you want to run fast, run by yourself. And that's what I normally do. But in that race, I can tell you, there's no way I could have completed 50 miles if I was by myself. I needed oh. people to talk to. My kids yeah. were there at the beginning running with me. Okay. And I think that's so true. Mm -hmm. for, for kids who are watching this, what, is, what are some ways that they can reach out to others? You, you mentioned talking to mentors and, and trying to approach adults. Um, are there other ways that kids can find people to learn and to grow with? 
yeah, right in your, within your, your school setting, within your classrooms, your classmates, you know. Most of the times we look at even the students who we think are the A students, the students who are loved, they also have personal challenges and struggles. They could help you in one way or the other. Just working with somebody, it's always something very encouraging. So find a friend, find someone within the classroom. It doesn't have to be an adult to do it for you, but just not doing anything by yourself. Because you might be surprised to find out even the kid you thought had it all had some self-esteem issues they are dealing with and you both can build up one another. That's fantastic. Now, we, we heard a little bit about your story, but I want to dig in a little more uh, yes. just because right now, um, you know, throughout the United States, but really throughout the world, we're dealing with the COVID pandemic. We're, yes. we're looking at a Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of things where we're thinking about and we're talking about equality and trying to have opportunities. Now, mm -hmm. as an immigrant who had to kind of start things fresh for a while, can you talk a little bit about what it was like moving from Cameroon and, and trying to do things with people having certain expectations on you, not just yeah. negative labels, but mm -hmm. just having certain expectations? Sure. So, you know, when I, I actually have been in Minnesota for 20 years now, I came in with my uh, two brothers from Cameroon. And Cameroon is a bilingual country. We speak French and English. But it's kind of like a two-in-one country. So there's a French part and there's the English part. And in the English part of the country, we do British system of education. So the way we spell setting words is different. So the way we speak, right. you know, is different. And so you've got to learn to start spelling setting things a little bit differently. But it, the culture was so much more different when we got out here. Um, it was, you know, before we know it, it was winter and I'd never seen snow before. And I was really shocked. I mean, it looked beautiful in pictures, but it was too cold. And, you know, the whole friendliness back home where you could go to someone and just say, hey, how are you doing? We couldn't do that out here. And then for being an African immigrant, there was this um, expectation that you got to become a nurse. Hmm. And that's something I didn't want to do. I have a lot of respect for nurses, but that was one thing I knew I didn't want to do. So I decided right then I wasn't going to do it. And everyone thought, okay, if she's going to do a different path, she's not going to be successful. Then making friends as well was something um, different. A lot of people assume I learned how to speak English when I got out here and they're like, oh, you just came here and you can speak English. Where did you learn that? And I remember my very first job, that's how big Africa is and people always think it's one country, but it's a continent with 56 countries. And I was working with a Somali girl and had all the Christmas songs playing. So I was singing them and she looked at me and said, stop faking, you just got here, you don't know those songs. And you know, I realized the culture was different, right? They were all coming from the continent, but she didn't know anything about my part of the, of the continent and she thought I was faking it. So there were lots of questions people asked, like, do you live on trees? Like, do you really see lions when you're walking? I'm like, no, I'm not around the Serengeti, you know? So there was all of that, but in, in all, I think just talking with people and asking questions or having to tell your story is very powerful. People start to see the similarities and realize you're not as strange as they thought you were. Right. Now, you were very proactive in learning new things and reaching out and asking questions. A, a lot of kids who are watching this are, are shy and are reserved. And maybe they have friends who are in minorities. Maybe they have friends who are a little different from them. They look different or have different religious beliefs. What are something 
what is something that kids can do to better understand someone from a different culture and a different background? Do you have any just general advice on how to understand um, people who are different from us? I think being open-minded, it works like magic. Just being open-minded and see a person as you see yourself, but know you might have differences and that doesn't make them a different person. Just a cultural thing. I think my country did a good job because we grew up watching things from all over the world. And in this educational system in the English part of the country, we studied American history, English mm -hmm. literature, we did drama, poets, Shakespeare, all of that, including yeah. African history, African literature, and Cameroon um, literature as well. So we had a broader understanding of the world. And so coming out here was like, I had to watch the Fresh Prince of Berlin, Cosby show, went a lot of different shows. And so it was like, you've got to know a little bit about the culture. And I came from a school which was founded by missionaries. Even though they were all gone at that time, we had one from Wisconsin who was still there, actually not Dakota, who, who was still there. So there was a little bit of that left behind that, you wow. know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. Well, just to circle back to to your idea of dusting off the labels, I, I think it's a fantastic message. If there was one thing that kids could do to really improve um, the way that they see themselves and dust off those labels, what's your one big suggestion for them? My one big suggestion is, you know, I think I'll go back to the positive affirmation, but is that okay. belief that your opinion of me is not who I really am. So the mental faculty is very important. Like the first rule of success is not to let anyone live in your head rent free. When you keep playing all these things repetition, you start to believe it and they have a negative manifestation in your life. So holding on to positive affirmation, it's, it's, it's uh, very empowering. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Love the thank message. Um, we'll link to your book in the description. Uh, if kids want to connect with you either through social media or anywhere else, is there a good place for them to find you online? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, no, I don't want to say LinkedIn for kids. I'm on <laughs> Facebook as Belle Makane, M-A-K-A-N-E, B-E-L-L-E-M-A-K-A-N-E on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram as Miss Bell Nambengi, same thing. I'm also on Twitter as Miss Bell Nambengi. So, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. We'll link those up in the description on this video. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Virtual School Assembly. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to Virtual Assemblies. And leave us a rating and review so we know what you learned and took away from this virtual assembly. Videos and show notes are found at virtualschoolassembly.com. And if you're a school leader and you're looking for a speaker for virtual or traditional in-school assemblies, or if you're looking for some teacher training, I'd love to connect with you to see how I can help. You can check out my website at tylerchristiansen.com. Thanks. You are super duper. Let's go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye.